Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ today's session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Season 4, Episode 100 of this Daily Study Podcast. We have made it to the 100th episode of this year and it's actually on my birthday as well. I don't quite know if that's happened before in previous years. Perhaps it's just the way that the days fall this year or I maybe missed an episode here or there. Don't really know. But here we are um, studying together for the 100th day this year. Um, this is, of course, moving on in Exodus chapters 14 to 17 in the week of April the 4th to April the 10th. And what better thing to study on my birthday uh, than the great miracle of the parting of the Red Sea? Um, a An account which, of course, many people, when they think of Bible stories, it's one of those big main ones that comes to mind, along with perhaps Noah's Ark, Jonah and the Whale, and all those stories in the Old Testament. Uh, and so... The first thing that begins this um, this event is the angel of the Lord uh, removing from the camp of Israel and going between the camp of Israel and the Egyptians. The Egyptians' chariots are bearing down towards the uh, the Israelites, uh, and they are in panic, as you can imagine. But this pillar of cloud goes before them, uh, and it stands between the two, and it's a cloud of, of darkness to the Egyptians, but it gives light by night uh, to the Israelites. Uh, so great symbolism here first of all about the lord lighting our way with faith and those who do not have faith uh not having that faith and having to live by darkness and move through their lives by darkness um it is something which uh, is very apparent in our lives today but then of course we have moses stretching out his hand over the sea and the lord causing the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night and made the sea dry land and the waters were divided now What's interesting, when you read that verse 21 in Exodus 14, it almost makes it sound like, I mean, you've seen, obviously, I'm sure, the Prince of Egypt, um, the, the blockbuster film where, where Moses slams his rod into the Red Sea and it all just dramatically shoots back and causes this corridor through this this huge uh, Red Sea and, caught, and makes this cavernous trail through it. Um, in reality, was it that way? I mean, if you look at the verse, it seems to indicate that over that night, it causes the sea to part through the night rather than it being one dramatic moment. And that's the way I seem to read what's been said in this verse. It may well have been uh, that it's not been uh, translated um, perfectly. We don't know exactly that the, the way that the sea was parted. And actually, uh, when you consider how the Lord worked the miracles of the plagues and how there were and are uh, kind of scientific reasons behind that and how the Lord works with the natural laws, uh, there are some claims and um, potential uh, reasons how the Red Sea did part uh, and create uh, this corridor. Um, I'm not going to go into those. I, I'm not as informed on those, but I have heard over the years a, f a couple of theories um, which do mean that, you know, this event is even more likely to have happened uh so it's um it's an interesting uh, discussion that but what we do know is that the lord through whatever means parted this sea and the israelites were able to walk through on dry ground and the waters were a wall on them on their right hand and their left president howard w hunter said quote all of us have seen some sudden storms in our lives a few of them though temporary like these on the sea of galilee can be violent and frightening and potentially destructive. 
as individuals, as families, as communities, as nations, even as a church, we have had sudden squalls arise which have made us ask one way or another, Master, carest now not that we perish? And in one way or another we always hear in the stillness of the storm, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? None of us would like to think we have no faith, but I suppose the Lord's gentle rebuke here is largely deserved. This great Jehovah in whom we say we trust and in whose name we have taken upon us is he um, who parted the Red Sea, allowing the Israelites to pass through on dry ground. Certainly it should be no surprise that he could command a few elements acting up on the Sea of Galilee. And our faith should remind us that he can calm the troubled waters of our lives. Close quote. I mean, when we consider the God of miracles that we worship, and he is a God of miracles, then we shouldn't be surprised that, you know, we should have the faith to ask for things in our lives, to ask for miracles to take place. Of course, you know, those miracles are not always what the Lord's will intends, uh, and sometimes are not the thing that is best for us, even though it's the thing that we want. And I suppose that's the difficulty we have, is recognising and feeling the spirit in what we should be asking for. Uh, when we pray and we are promised that we can have that that we can have the spirit with us to know what to pray for um because the lord is able to give us miracles he parted a, a, a sea for the people of israel to, to pass through he gave them and this is a great link to another kind of scripture as well is um first corinthians uh, where it talks about how the lord will provide an escape for us, um, that there is no temptation that will beset us than that that is common to man, and he will, with the temptation, provide a way to escape. And this is quite physically a deliverance, an escape for the Israelites from what was impending death for them. Um, so the Israelites obviously passed through, uh, and this is a miraculous event. The Egyptians, uh, they pursue after them, uh, and in the morning watch, the Lord looked unto the host of the Egyptians through the pillar of fire and troubled the host of Egyptians and took off their chariot wheels and they drave them heavily. So that the Egyptians said, let us flee from the face of Israel for the Lord fighter for them against the Egyptians. So they go forward, but the Lord causes their chariots to break. And then at that moment, the Lord said unto Moses, stretch out thine hand over the sea that the waters may come again upon the Egyptians, upon their chariots and upon their horsemen. Um, so they they are drowned <clears throat> they are drowned in the depths of the Red Sea and some may question that and say you know why did the Lord do that uh, I mean we don't know the Egyptians intentions it may well have been if they didn't he didn't then they would have continued after the Israelites and uh, a great um, potential for righteousness would have been lost um, we do also know that the Lord has given plenty of warnings for Pharaoh and the Egyptians, um, and they did not listen in this case once again. Um, this is a great symbolic um, link here between the waters washing away the Egyptians and the Lord using water to, to wash away our misdeeds and our, and our wrongdoings. Um, there is just so much here which you could draw out from this experience, but... It is obviously a sad end, really, for the for the people, uh, for the Egyptians. And for the Israelites, it was another evidence of the Lord's power and his strength and his uh, willingness to help and to save his covenant people. 
In verse 31 it says of Exodus 14, And Israel saw that great work which the Lord did upon the Egyptians, and the people feared the Lord and believed the Lord and his servant Moses. This was an evidence to them that um, Moses was God's prophet and that the Lord God of Israel was indeed the true God, which of course, you know, they would have had to have learned after centuries of being in the land of Egypt with, with idolatry and many false gods, which they had to work, which they were probably encouraged, let's say, at least to worship, uh, perhaps in some cases forced to worship. And this is now them beginning afresh after being pass, after passing through the waters of the Red Sea uh, to begin their covenant life with, with the Lord, which, again, great symbolism with baptism, renew, making covenants and begin, beginning again. And of course, we're going to see even more symbolism when, when they get into the wilderness and they do uh, start to have some problems after they have initially, um, and which we'll study this tomorrow, uh, initially had a great uh, moments of praising the Lord they're then going to go into the into the um, wilderness and start to murmur. But we'll see how the Lord once again provides ways for them to not only receive the physical needs that they have, but also be reminded spiritually uh, of the Lord's promises and deliverance for them. Thank you so much for listening today. Hope you've enjoyed the study. Please join us tomorrow as we move into Exodus chapter 15. Uh, and until we meet again.